Hello, and how are you today? Thank you so much for being here. And I have a share for you today that you're going to love. This is a friend of mine, someone else that I've had the opportunity to meet online. She is in Kentucky, and she has a beautiful Kentucky accent. And you're going to find that Leslie and I have a lot of things in common, and she has her own twist. So you need to hang in here and listen to this one because she has a lot to share with us about habits and how to make this time in life even better. Hey there, Kelly here, and thank you so much for joining us today. I'm honored to have you here. If you're looking for tips, habit shifts, and shortcuts to fitness consistency and the freedom that feeling great brings, you're in the right place. As the fitness consistency coach with a touch of adventure, I've been helping smart, busy women embrace fitness and long-term freedom for over 20 years. I am so glad you're here. So Leslie McShane is on a mission to help women discover that everything they need to create an epic and healthy second half of life already lives inside us. And as a podcaster, writer, author, and ACSM certified personal trainer, she wants us to prioritize our fitness. Can you imagine that, right? Prioritize our fitness and nutrition now, today, so that we feel better, live happier, and longer. Her podcast is called Redesigning Midlife, and it's in the top 1% of global podcasts where she and her guests dive into the fact that it's never too late to feel amazing and everything we need to create an epic and healthy second half of life already lives within us. So Leslie, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm truly, truly grateful. I'm so excited to be here with you today. You've been on my podcast before, and you're going to be on my podcast again to talk about your new book. So I am very excited to be here with you on yours. Yeah, that's that's one of the cool things about life these days, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> you make all these friends. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, so one of the things, like when people join my uh, private Facebook group, they answer a few questions. And one of, a, one of the questions is like, what holds you back? Mm. And one of the main answers is no time, no plan, something in between, and oftentimes not really sure how to create the habits that they need to get where they want to go. Yeah. You are pretty much the queen of that. And before we jumped on here, we were just like, I was just asking you a few questions. Like immediately you went into full on knowledge coach person. <laughs> and you started talking about your fitness consistency muscle yes, and quick wins. So tell us a little bit, what is the fitness consistency muscle that you talk of? Well, I mean, like you, I, I have a Facebook group as well. And I, I kind of ask the same question. What, what holds you back? from your best, um, health in midlife. Um, you know, because we get to this time in our, in our lives and, you know, how we feel today, our best today might not have been our best in our twenties or in our thirties. You know, this is, this is a singular time for us that we are working on our, our midlife health. And so many women are, you know, they, they talk about, they want to, to do something. They want to have better health, but 
um, they don't know how to do it or they they are motivated for a day or two and then they're not and then they can't do it anymore. You know, I have uh, I have an episode of my podcast that comes out every Monday. It's it's a little motivation to get your body moving that week. And it's just something because it's an external motivator uh, to get you moving because it's very important in your health journey to learn how to intrinsically motivate yourself, to be able to motivate yourself. And in order to do that, you have to, you have to create a consistency of working on something in your health every single day, you know, that whether that's drinking your water or, um, meditating or being quiet for five minutes, being in nature, getting your vitamin D from the sun, you know, all those little things that we can do for our health, um, help build a consistency of wanting to do more and more and more for our health. Okay. So, so even though those things seem really small, very small, you do, you are a big proponent of like, I like to tell people to start small, but you're, you're like, you're starting down there in the nano Mm -hmm. and you do believe that the more nano we do or micro we do that the more it builds larger and larger consistency. It's definitely much easier to build on something when you start really small, as opposed to taking a big chunk and trying to conquer something that you've never done before. We've all, we all drink water, but making it a habit to drink the amount we're supposed to and doing it every day, day in, day out and creating that habit. Then you find another little thing. It's kind of like, okay, I need to go out and get some fresh air. So in the morning, I'm going to take my glass of water and I'm going to go outside and I'm going to be in the sunshine drinking my glass of water. So your habit stacking. So you're creating these things. And while I'm outside getting some sun and drinking my water, maybe I'm going to sit down and I'm going to gratitude journal for five minutes. Then your habit stacking on top of habit on top of habit. These, these little things and creating these routines, these routine habits for yourself um, in your health and wellness journey will get you really, really far. So they seem really small and really simple uh, when you take them apart, but when you put it all together and you're, and you're able to do it every single day, it becomes a sum greater than its parts, I guess. Okay. So So let's say somebody realizes that they haven't been drinking the water like they need to. Mm -hmm. They haven't really been focusing on their um, keeping their stress or their, let's call it the nervous system calm. Yeah. Uh, So, so they go out, they drink their water, they do a little journaling or a little meditating or whatever. They're out in the sun. How long does someone have to do that before they're ready to bring on another habit? You know, I think it depends on how much benefit you get from it right away. I mean, if you are, if you are chronically stressed and you force yourself in one day to stop for five minutes and you get a, 
you might get a big benefit out of that and know that you need to do, I feel really good after just that five minutes. I'm going to do that again tomorrow. You might see benefits like in a day. Um, But like anything, habits are hard and it takes a while to, to build up that feeling of um, my day is starting. This is, this is what I am doing. I mean, at first you have to be like, okay, it's morning time. I'm going to go and do that. You have to really think about doing that thing after probably, I don't know, 21 days a month, it becomes part of your everyday routine. It's a no brainer. You wake up. First thing you do is you go get your glass of water. Then you go, you grab your journal and you head outside and uh, yeah. And then Then it gets to the point where if you're not doing that, something feels off. Mm, Good point. Because I'm thinking, so so this is a question and and could be people who are listening that have the question. I have the question. Uh, I notice that I have habits during the week because I work and then I have habits on the weekend. So if you're you're one of those, it's almost like task switching, but not quite. You can still call that a habit if you've got your weekly, you know, this is what I do. Sure. sure. And then on the weekend, it's kind of like, woohoo, wild it weekend. And then <laughs> whatever your wild weekend is, oh no, I didn't drink water all day. Um, and then you just go back. And so you can, that's still a habit, isn't it? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if I, I'm one of the things that I do, um, I post an affirmation Monday through Friday. I know that I'm going to do that Monday through Friday. The weekends, I don't do that. And I don't feel bad that I don't do that because that's not where I set that habit. I see. You know, I I work out, say, five or six days a week. I always take Friday off. That is my rest day. So if I'm not working out on a Friday, that's fine. That's not... My habit is not to work out on Friday. Right. You know, right. So, okay. So let's just talk about this real quick. A little off top topic, but not totally. <laughs> um, you are a certified personal trainer. Mm-hmm. So just talk a little bit about rest because not everybody, I am not a certified personal trainer and not everybody believes me when I say, you know what? You need that rest as much as you need the movement. Yes, absolutely. I'm an athlete. I have, you know, raced bikes for many, many, many years. And one of the things that I learned early is that a lot of people who are working out or training for a sport, they have a tendency to overtrain themselves um, where they feel like they have to be working at their highest capacity all the time. That's the only way they're going to get better is if I'm pushing, 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 pushing. The only thing is when you do that, you over, you overtire your body, you get to a plateau that you can't break through. You get to a point where you're not going to get any better. In fact, you're, you're going to get, you're going to get, um, oh, I can't think of the term, but like you're going to get worse over the time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so it's very important to incorporate rest into your, into your week. Uh, that way, if you're, if you're working out at a certain level 
and then you allow your body to rest. When you go to call on your body again, you're going to be able to reach even higher than you were before. Um, and that's the way to, to continually improve. Okay. So just, I didn't know this about you. Tell me a little bit hmm. about your racing. This is, this is cool. Oh. I had no idea. I don't know how yeah. I missed that. Oh, no, I, uh, um, you know, when I was growing up, I always loved sports growing up, but I was, um, I was never, <laughs> thankfully I went to a small high school and so everyone was encouraged to play. <laughs> there were, right. there were no cuts. There was no cutting, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully. Um, so I was always able to try different things. Um, and it didn't matter whether I wasn't any good or not, but as I went into college, you know, I always loved riding my bicycle. It was, it was like being able to just get on my bike and be free and just pretend I was somewhere, you know, or I was doing this and have little routes that I would go on. I just, I loved it. And I did that all through college. And when I met my now husband, he was racing bicycles. And I was like, I thought that was just the coolest thing I had ever heard of. You know, back then the Tour de France, they would just have it on ESPN for a half an hour once a week, right. you know? Right. Uh, so, but uh, I went to a bike race with him and I was like, I can do that because of my upbringing and being able to try anything <laughs> and without fear of failure, I was like, I can do that. And so I started racing bikes. So in between getting married and having children, I raced bicycles for about 16 years. I ended up being a national champion three times. Wow. Bicycle. Yeah. Wow. Very yeah. impressive. Yeah. And then uh, as my children got older, um, they wanted to race bicycles. And of course, you know, you can find soccer teams, you can find baseball teams and basketball teams, cycling teams there for kids not a lot of those around. So there were a lot, we found that there were a lot of other kids that wanted to do the same thing. So my husband and I, uh, along with another friend, we started a youth cycling team. Wow. And yeah. And we had about 80 kids. We did that for about five years and had a lot of our kids travel to Europe to race and race for, you know, you know, team USA. And so that was, that was a really fun time and during of course during that time I wasn't able to ride as much because somebody has to be what I called admin right <laughs> somebody, right. Had to, somebody <laughs> had to run the team and make the plans and do all that so but after my kids left to go to college you know when my nest emptied out um I was doing some I was doing some running um at the time because you know that's always really much faster and more efficient to do right. than, than getting on your bicycle and uh my husband was still racing and riding and he would come home and i'd be like well who was on the ride who'd you see would you talk about um you know he's kind of like you know the kids are gone why don't you come back out and so i started riding my bike again and you know, it has taken on, I don't race anymore. Well, not much anymore, but, uh, it's, it's more of my social time. It's my time to get my exercise and it's time to be with my friends, my like-minded friends who right. like being out on their bike. So how fun. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. We have a lot of cyclists that listen to the, 
to the um, podcast. I know yeah. a lot of my clients are cyclists. I've, I've cycled a lot in my life. Uh-huh. Um, and, but I've never raced. I, I've done like sprints. So within those, you know, the got to get on your bike and move fast, but I've right. never just gone out and <laughs> raced my bike, mountain bike yeah. a couple of times, but that's it. It's a, it's something I, uh, actually, I said, I haven't raced much. I've only raced a couple of times over the last few years, but I don't know if you've heard of the sports cyclocross. Of course. Okay. Well, the, uh, cyclocross national championships are in my hometown this year. And I told my husband last year that, uh, if he bought me a cyclocross bike that I would race kind of in jest. Well, he went out and bought one. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> and so I have started. Uh, I have started training to to race cyclocross this this season. I've done one race so far. My second race is this coming weekend, and the the schedule is uh, the race schedule is pretty packed from now until December. Wow! You'll have to yeah. share photos. Oh yes, those, I want to put those up <laughs> with your podcast episode. How cool! I, I yeah. will. <laughs> half of me, half of me is very proud of myself because, you know, I am preaching to other women all the time to move their bodies and, and go outside of your comfort zone. Even mm-hmm. if you, there's a little bit of fear, push through that, try something new. And, um, I'm telling people that all the time. I'm kind of like, I'm sitting right here, you know, I need to do that too, as much as anybody else does. And, uh, I'm not getting any younger than I am today. So, um, I, I best, well, get, you're you know, unusual. The, <laughs> I'm like, I best get on this thing. So I'm kind of like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Oh, that's great. No, it yeah. really is. Like, I love pushing past comfort zones. Like sure. for years, for, since I think I, since I turned 30, I was always on my birthday trying to find things usually that scared me. Yeah. And I would push, you know, I would do it. Um, eventually I got to that point where I was like, maybe you should stop that whole scared me thing and try new <laughs> things. Right. Um, but, but the fact that you not just walk your talk your you ride your talk, that's huge. It really is. I mean, it's, I think it's such a big piece of what we do because it's so easy to be that person who lifts weights, eats well, sleeps well, you know, checks all the boxes. Right. But when you take it that step further and that step further shows what happens, right? It shows what happens when you take all those little teeny steps and put them together. Mm -hmm. One day you go from drinking enough water and sitting in the sun to racing your cyclocross bike. Right. Exactly. Oh, I love how you put that. That's so true. You know, there, there's a starting point and you, you can do anything. You have to start small, don't overwhelm yourself, but then build, continually build, continually build until you get somewhere where you, where you want to be and something that's going to challenge you. Yeah. So, all right. A couple of things that, that come up for me on that. One of them is that sometimes people will say to me, I know you say we're supposed to start small, but I had this voice in my head and it's like, that's not enough. You need to be doing more now because you're running out of time and it's time to get moving and all those, all the things, right? Mm -hmm. What do you say to that? Well, I say, um, 
imagine taking on too much, doing it for three, four days, and then quitting because it's too hard to keep up with, not doing it for another two weeks, then maybe doing it for a day. I mean, you're not, you're not learning anything. You're not benefiting in any way. But if you're starting with five minutes and then you're doing, you know, five minutes for a week, then you go to 10 for another week. And then you go to 15 for another week. Then you have in that same amount of time, you have built up a habit. You have increased the load that you are doing, the things that you are doing, and um, you're enjoying benefits that you wouldn't have gotten if mm-hmm. you had just taken on too much. That's a really good point. So the benefits, the benefits come from consistency. Yes. And they come from making sure that whatever you're doing is right for your body. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because yeah. that's a big piece, right? Like yeah, a lot of times I mean, you're like, oh, well, I'll just go throw some weights around or whatever, right? Yeah. Or I'll just go ride 25 miles. And then it's exactly what you just said. Now, all of a sudden, maybe, you know, maybe your butt hurts or maybe you tweaked a leg mm-hmm. and you have to dial it back and start over again. Right. So, right. Yeah, for uh, sure. For sure. Building up. I mean, you're not going to go out and run a marathon the first time you go out and do a run. You're not going to do it because you're going to get hurt. Well, first of all, you're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> Second of all, you're going to get hurt. So part of building up um, in, in whatever thing that you're doing is that you are strengthening not only your consistency muscle, but you're strengthening all your other muscles as well and getting your body prepared for the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing so that you don't get injured. Right. So that you can continue. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you have to find something you enjoy. I mean, that's fitness should be enjoyed. It shouldn't be you say that as if it's a given. <laughs> <laughs> it's not meant here uh, to be here as a punishment. It is if you are able to be fit, um, then, you know, that is a gift. Because there are so many people who would love to do things that you're capable of doing and they can't do it and they wish nothing more than to be able to do it. And case in point, if you've ever been injured, say you're like, oh, I can't go on another run. I'm so tired of running. Um, And then you go out and you get injured on a run. The first thing you think of is when am I going to get better so I can go out and do a run again? You know, (laughs) I know the second that you feel like you can't do it, then that's the time that you want to do it. So yeah, fitness and, and being active and doing things, um, it's a gift. It's a gift that you've been given. Wow. That's, that's such a nice way to say that. I'm not sure if I've ever really said that actually, but you're right. Like, mm-hmm. and wherever it is that we're starting from, even if it's like super small, it is still a gift because we can build on that and then just keep keep adding, 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 or not, if that's our choice. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you are you a big proponent of tracking? Like tracking what you're doing, 
Um, I, I don't know that. I think that if you are interested in your nutrition, you should be tracking because there are a lot of things that go into your body that you might not be aware of that are going to your, Oh, I walked through the kitchen and I grabbed a handful of crackers. I didn't even think of it. So if you're thinking about, you know, improving your nutrition, yes, I think you should track. Um, fitness, I think that you should just, I think you should just make a, a day, a plan for your daily movement and then you should do it. If, <laughs> if it makes you feel better yeah, to check off you. each day, <laughs> I mean, you it makes just you plan it and do it. <laughs> just plan. Just well, you know, I have I have an intention journal, and every day it's kind of like my daily movement plan is, and I write it out every morning. Now I don't know if you call that tracking as opposed to just saying, you know, when you write it down, and when while you're writing things down, you're actually reading them back to yourself, right? So it's it's more of an idea in your head, you're actually putting it down on paper and you're seeing it with your eyes and it makes you more intentional to get it done. Okay. Wait a second. Let's dive into, tell me about your intention journal. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Part of, part of my morning routine is to sit down um, with my journal and it, it's, it's divided into different sections. Um, I write out my mantra, which may sound kind of woo-woo to people, but it's the thing that I say that helps me start my day. Uh, I write five things that I am grateful for in that day. I write out uh, what my monthly goals are every day. And then I write out what my daily intentions are that are moving me towards those monthly goals. And then I write out what my movement plan is for the day. And then I do a little paragraph of how I'm feeling today. What What are the things that I'm struggling with? What are the things that uh, I am happy about? What are the things I'm nervous about? And just kind of getting it all out. I don't sit for hours and do these things. I can sit down and write all of this stuff out in probably 10 minutes. And that's what I take 10 minutes in the morning to do. And it kind of keeps me grounded in what I'm doing and what I need to be doing to uh, reach some of the goals that I've set for myself. Hmm. I like that. I like that. My, my journaling is, is very um, whatever I feel like. Mm -hmm. And I like your, your structure. I like the structure because I, sometimes my journaling turns into whatever. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes it turns into something interesting. But which can having, be good, which can be good too. I mean, yeah, I mean, I could see a mix of both. Yeah, and I know that sometimes people are like, "Oh my gosh, I cannot listen to you talk about journaling anymore, Kelly." But <laughs> I swear to everybody, like once you do it a little bit, it yeah. it is a game changer. I can't even tell you why. For me, it gives me that that point of start. Yes. I can see that. Yeah. Right. Sure. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, if I just come in and, and just do my day, I never feel like I had that, that moment that when check I went in. Yeah. Okay. You know, here's my point of start. I love though that, you know, yours is a little bit more structured and do you think, okay. So if you write down your goals, uh -huh. 
every day, or let's just say even for me, like my, my journaling may not happen on the weekends. So maybe, you know, mine does not, I will tell you that I don't do that on the weekends. Okay. So every day during the week you sit down and one of your things is you write down your goals. Um, do you think that makes you move closer to your goals? Yes, absolutely. For the same reason I was saying that just writing down what your movement plan is going to be. If you are continually writing out what your goals are, you, you don't forget them. You see them every day. You're repeating, you're basically repeating them to yourself every single day. Um, you know, if you just wrote down your goals one day and in a week, somebody said, well, we'll sit down and write down your goals again. You might not, you might be, be able to remember maybe one and say you had four, you might be able to remember one, but if you're writing them every day, they stay top of mind so that, you know, as you're going through each day, little things that you need to do to kind of move you towards each one of those or things that hold you back. Right. I mean, and and this might be a little intense for some people. I've been accused of being a little type A. <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> couple, no, no, you just raised a couple mics. times. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it takes, it takes just a few minutes to sit down and do. And it's, it's amazing how much further you can get in the things that you actually want to do. You know, any, any of these things, uh, that we're talking about doing, you know, drinking water, sitting out in the sun, writing in a journal, um, getting a little bit of fitness. These things don't cost you hardly any money. You don't have to have any talent really to do them. Right. Anybody can do them. You know, these are, these are no brainer activities. You just have to get in the mindset of this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And then I'm going to do it the day after that. And then on the fifth day, I'm going to reward myself a little bit. And then I'm going to do it the next day. And then you start to see, you start to get a little mojo flowing. Right. Seeing some benefits. And once you start to see the benefits of some of the habits that you've set into place, then you're kind of like, oh, yeah, definitely going to definitely going to do it now. You know, it's part of who I am now. Exactly. Exactly. It becomes, when it becomes who you are, then it becomes like it's rote. It's right. so simple to do. Right. Right. It's looking for exactly. more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For me, um, getting on and riding my bike today, it's not a question of if I'm going to do that, it's where am I going to go? Am I going to do a workout today or am I just going to ride for fun? Am I going to do spins you know, where it's uh, easy, easy resistance, or is it going to be a little harder resistance? So yeah, the, the questions just change. Right. The more you get into it. Okay. A question about that, because I'm, yeah. I'm pretty adamant about asking the people I work with to create a plan for the week. Mm-hmm. Like, here's your week plan. You might have to move things around a little bit here and there. Sure. But going into your week, you know, and when I say a plan, this is a movement plan. Do you have a movement plan or are you more flexible? I I just have to believe that you have to have a movement plan because you do weights and weights have to fit in there somewhere. So tell us about your movement plan. Well, yes, I do have a movement plan. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I get up in the morning. I 
lift Monday through Thursday in the morning. Um, you know, you don't want to do, you don't want to do back-to-back workouts. So if I'm like working legs, I'm not going to do legs on Monday and Tuesday. I'm going to do Monday and Wednesday and maybe upper body Tuesday, Thursday, or maybe I'm going to throw a little cardio in there, a little plyo workout or something, because, you know, I do ride my bike a lot. And sometimes you want to do other exercises to work on your other joints and other areas of your body. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do that Monday through Thursday. Um, whatever that plan is that I decide to do. And then, you know, I'm a weekend warrior on my bicycle. So, you know, weekends are when I have the most time to get out to ride. So Mondays are going to be like an active recovery. So maybe I'll go for a walk or maybe I'll go for just a short little, what they call a spin on your bike, where it's just easy and it's easy breezy, just going to the park, saying hi to people, you know, for a little bit. And then, um, you know, the older I get, I have, I can't work out as hard many times during the week because it takes, just takes a longer time to recover from harder workouts. So, you know, Tuesday, I might just ride by myself and do what they call push the wind, you know, where you're, you're the first one in the wind and you're riding by yourself. Uh, Wednesdays might be a group ride with some people where you're able to sit in a group and, it might be even faster than the one, the ride the night before, but it's because you're not pushing the wind. Other people are pushing the wind. Um, and then uh, I usually ride with my husband on Thursday and we'll do just a little, just a little ride, kind of an in-between Fridays. I never ride. I never do anything on Fridays. That's my day off completely. And then uh, Weekend Warrior comes all over again. So now as I get into this cyclocross season, there will be some cyclocross practices in there. And, and like you said, you know, that's when things have to change. You, you can't control the weather. If it rains, then, you know, I'm not going to ride outside. Some people ride in the rain or if it's too hot, uh, I won't ride outside. That I just, that's a little bit on the cray cray side for me. <laughs> some people will, I mean, a lot of people will still go out and ride their bikes, but that's, that's fine for them. That's just not for me. I'll, I'll stay inside and ride, say, like the stationary uh, stationary bike or something like that, or do another cardio workout or something. You know, you just have, you do, you have to have a plan, but you have to be flexible in that plan. You do. You do have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I, I, I think that maybe a difference between I'm going to, I'm just going to use a random number here, but maybe a difference between like pre 50 or pre 40 and post is that I think there was a whole lot less um, flexibility when you're younger, you're, you don't have that. You, you frequently don't have that flexibility built into your plan, your workout or whatever it is, probably because our bodies recover a little quicker. Yeah. And probably because we haven't even realized that that's a possibility. Yeah. And that we really do need that rest. Right. Right. Yeah. You 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 haven't learned that lesson yet. Yeah. And it's a great lesson. uh Uh-huh. Oh, well, and you're, when you're younger too, um, you know, I don't have the same responsibilities that I had when I was younger, you know, when I was younger, uh, you know, I had small children or whatever. So I had an hour. And that was it. So it was like, 
I'm going to ride really hard for an hour. (laughs) I can't ride really hard for an hour anymore. You know, I prefer not to to do that. Except for when you're (laughs) racing. Exactly. Then you better do that. (laughs) Then then if you don't, you're losing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, funny. So, okay. Okay. I have to, I have to laugh because you remind me of myself just a little bit. You'll be like, oh yeah, well, that's all you do. And then <laughs> it's like when I was talking to a client and she was training for something and I, I gave her her schedule and she said, the math doesn't work. <laughs> I went, what, what do you mean the math doesn't work? She said, you just gave me, I don't know what it was, eight things and I'm supposed to do them in five days. And I went, Mm, have you ever thought about doing two things at once (laughs) on one day? And she's like, no, (laughs) heaven forbid, (laughs) but it's true, but it's different though. That's when you're really training, pushing. Yes. Yes. Not a requirement. No, no, no. It comes all the way full circle back to the very beginning of what we were saying. Start small. Yeah. Yeah. We're all different. We all have different, different. We all have different goals and and what we're doing. Not, not everybody wants to go out and ride their bike as much as I do. That's fine. That's what I enjoy doing. So therefore that's what I'm going to do, you know, for, for everyone else, it's kind of like, well, like you said, eight things in five days, you know, I'm kind of like, try to get in two and a half hours in a whole week of, uh, resistance training and some aerobics. So that might be like, three hit workouts and three, you know, three half hour hit workouts and three half hour lifting sessions. Well, that's actually, that's, that's three hours, three hours. not two and a half. <laughs> so that's three hours. That's six workouts in a week. That's plenty to do. Right. Um, You could even double them up, do a hit workout and a resistance training workout in you know, two workouts and one, then you're only working out like three days a week and you're resting on the days in between three out of three hours out of your whole week, 24 hours in each day. And you're giving three hours out of your whole week. That's not a lot to ask anyone. I don't think, I don't, I don't think that's a lot of anybody to ask their owner for. Right. You know, right. Because your body wants it. Your, your body, body wants it and the, re- and the results and what you're going to get from it down, downstream, right? The downstream is right. so big. Your body is going to reward you for giving it what it needs. Yeah. The little bit that it needs. Yeah. I mean, I, I always like to tell people when they're first getting started out, be like, move a little now so you can move a lot forever. Right. Exactly. And that's like, that's it. Every day of investment that you put in right now, you're going to get tenfold in 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Wow. So, so we went all over the place. Um, <laughs> I'm good at that. So <laughs> first we're like, well, we want to start really small, like drink some water. And now we're like, and then go race cyclocross. <laughs> no, no. The possibilities are open to anybody. I mean, if somebody were like, okay, I got to start small, but I do want to race cyclocross. Then you got to make a plan for that. I mean, it's not going to happen for you this year. Make it a year long plan, make it a year long goal and then start today. 
with Perfect. doing your five minute little habits and building that consistency muscle. And then, you know, in two months, add in jumping on your bike for, you know, 20 minutes and you build from there, you know, whatever it is, build towards that. Yeah. So I, I'd like to, like anybody listening, everybody listening, actually, everybody listening right now, I'd like to maybe throw out a little bit of a challenge to you. Ooh. Right? A challenge. Nothing like, nothing like a good <laughs> challenge, even though I never say the word challenge. I'm always like, well, let's just do a little experiment. But <laughs> why we can call it a challenge or an experiment, but look at something that you would really like to do. And instead of saying, okay, well, in two months, I want to do this big thing. Give yourself time and give yourself a plan and, and make that plan start with something simple, build just gradually, like Leslie's mentioned, and, and then use, use the Leslie formula, you know, give yourself, give yourself a year, a year seems like so long. And then if you look back, like, oh. oh my gosh, like a year was just, just last week. Yeah. And, and, and really say like, if I was to give myself the time to do this, what's the thing that I really want to do? Mm. Yes. Right. Yes. What's the thing? And don't listen to that voice in your head that says, well, 20 years ago, I could just get on my bike and, you know, ride 20 miles. Don't listen to that voice. Listen no. to the voice in your head that says, you know what? This is my life and I'm going to make it the best possible life I can. And I'm going to take care of my body because it's so friggin' amazing. Yeah. What do I want to do? Yeah. And I would, I would add to that challenge because a lot of people are kind of like, all right, I'm going to set this goal. And then they put it off and put it off and then it gets to six months to do it. And then they think they're going to be, you know, you have to start like immediately. Don't wait. Don't think that you can get to this thing. If you push it, push it, push it. You can do it in the last month. And your goal should never be to win a race or finish first or, or whatever it is. The goal is to start whatever event it is. And then the second goal is to finish the event. If you do those two things, then you're a winner. You're, you've won. And can I add a third one? Sure. And have fun it. doing it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Make it as much fun as possible. Well, it's about the journey. It's not about it really the thing. It's, it's about everything that you learn about yourself along the way. Yeah. And, and if you listen to this podcast all the time, I've told this story on myself before, but I'm just going to do it. Um, last year. I had signed up for a uh, 25K. It was a trail run, but I'm not a runner. So yeah. I thought, well, I'll just walk this really fast. Oh, that's hard. And <laughs> life happened. Right. And Kelly didn't. <laughs> Kelly didn't train, but she yeah. just showed up. Oh. I did it. It was painful though. I will yeah. give you that. The fun, yeah. the fun factor was slipping on that one a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I've done the same thing. And ended up with plantar fasciitis. Right. Yeah. So I got lucky. I got super lucky and yeah. nothing, you know, nothing tweaked out. But at the same time, my brain went, you know, Kel, <laughs> you can't just dial it in anymore. Yeah. And, and you're smart enough not to. Obviously not right now. 
but you should be smart enough not to. So if we also add to this whole thing, Leslie's um, add your, write your goal every day, mm -hmm. then it's in your face, right? Every single like for day. myself, I, it wasn't even a goal. Like it was like a, oh, of course I can do that. Whatever. If I had written down every day, I'm going to do that 25K and it's coming up in, I think it was like four months when I signed up or whatever. If I'd written that down every day, I would have shifted what I was doing mm -hmm. to incorporate my training for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so let's take a, let take a page from Leslie's journal. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm just having too much time, fun chatting with you. And I think I better let, wrap it up. Let me ask you this. Is there anything you would like to pass on? Um, anything we haven't talked about that you want everybody to hear? Um, anything you'd like to share? Oh, let's see. Well, first of all, um, I hope that I haven't come across as being too intense. <laughs> <laughs> There is nothing wrong with being intense. <laughs> but, you know, it is my it is my absolute goal and mission to fire up as many women in their midlife as possible to to get moving. There is no reason why you shouldn't be moving your body because because of all the reasons that Kelly talks about on her podcast. I mean, it's it's kind of like it's a no brainer really it's not should i move it's like what how should i be moving and how much should i be moving those are the questions you should be there you, you should are. Be like asking yeah. yeah um and i i want everyone to to realize how much power that they have there's so much lack of confidence around uh, being in midlife, I don't want anyone to feel like they are lesser than because they are older than they used to be and maybe have to change the way they do things. Um, you're just as powerful as you ever were. You're just you're just powerful in a different way. You have so much experience that you have gained over the years. And um, we want you here for a long time. So take care of yourself. I love that. I love that. And I would, I would say, you know what, we might be even more powerful. I would, I would say so ever too. Been. I feel yeah. more powerful than I've ever been. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, where, tell us all the things I'm going to share all of, you know, how to find Leslie. I'm going to share all the things in the show notes, but for those of you listening who just want to just dive in, tell us where to find you. Well, my podcast is called, like you said earlier, it's Redesigning Midlife. It's where we are, um, where I am focusing on helping women prioritize their midlife health and wellness so that they can be happier today and live longer. We love both of those things. Um, and then everything that I have going on is obviously at my at my website. That's LeslieLMcShane.com. That's L-E-S-L-E-Y. L M C S H A N E dot com. So everything, every place that you can find me is there, or I'm on Instagram at the same Leslie L McShane. Come find me. Come say hi. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here and good luck on your races. Thank you. I need it. <laughs> I know you don't. You'll be terrifying <laughs> those people. <laughs> 
Thank you again so much for listening today. I truly appreciate the opportunity to connect. If you're ready to incorporate fitness consistency into your life, I'd love to help. I have a special gift for you. If it's a struggle to stay consistent with your fitness and you're ready for all the energy, vitality, and feeling great you can have, go to my website, fitisfreedom.com. And on the homepage, you can get a free copy of my Consistency is Key Masterclass, plus a fitness plan you can follow along with, guaranteed to get you started on your path to being fit and free forever.